hey, what about a silly season episode late into free agency? Because the Matthew Kachuk saga is starting to get good. And also, Vitek Banachek is now a New Jersey Devil for the next three years. We have a lot to talk about in today's episode. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. Guys, I didn't think I would be doing a silly season episode this late into free agency, but I figured since the Matthew Kachuk story is getting juicier and juicier and juicier by the hour, I felt as though it was too important to not discuss because hypothetically speaking, the New Jersey Devils are in not the most comfortable position, but they have enough wiggle room to try to maybe pursue after Matthew Kachuk. So could that possibly be uh, the player that we pursue after we struck out with Johnny Goodrow? Because Matthew Kachuk puts up really good numbers himself. He and Johnny Goodrow were a two-headed monster out in Calgary. So, you know, if we didn't get Johnny Goodrow, I think we could sleep just uh, well at night knowing that we got Matthew Kachuk. I'll talk a little bit about that later on in the episode. But before I do, I want to talk about arbitration. Because remember how I said the whole process of the arbitration hearing, how players file for it? It's just a huge headache that neither sides want to deal with. So it's just like, you know, try to get it out of the way as quick as you can. Well, the Calgary Flames uh, filed an arbitration against uh, Matthew Kachuk. And we'll discuss that a little bit later in the episode. But going to what I was trying to say... Vitek Vanacek, because in the last episode, I discussed how three Devils players filed for arbitration. And I just said, more likely than not, a deal is going to get worked out because we obviously want to bring Jesper Bratt back. And Vitek Vanacek is going to be our backup goalie or starting goalie. I, I think it's pretty much flip a coin and see which one you're more comfortable with. But ultimately, Vitek Vanacek signed a three-year deal. It is worth $10.2 million. So he's annually going to get paid $3.4 million. Now, I think that's a pretty good deal for New Jersey Devils because we've been in search for a backup goalie. We've tried going after a few veteran uh, players, and that didn't really work out. We tried with Corey Crawford. Obviously, we know how that ended. Jonathan Bernier, we still don't know what his situation is like. So getting someone like Vitek Vanacek, a young player who's put up you know, respectable numbers out in Washington, especially since he had a sizable role out there, I think that's a good gift for New Jersey Devils. And what I want to see out of VTech Vanacek this year is that I want to see him play as a capable starter. So what I mean by that is like, I know that he is trying to establish himself a little bit more in the NHL. And I think a lot of people are going to point out the fact saying, you know, he's decent, he's mid at best, but here's the thing. He has some of the best five on five numbers for a goalie in the entire league. So I feel as though if the New Jersey Devils can improve their penalty kill a little bit, which I fully anticipate them doing, then I think Vitek Vanacek can definitely be a good investment for Tom Fitzgerald and the New Jersey Devils in the future because Vitek Vanacek, he suited up in 42 games. He had a record of 20-12-6. and six. He had a goals against average of 2.67 and a save percentage of 908. And he had similar numbers like that 
his first year in the league with the Washington Capitals, in which he played in 37 games, had a win-loss record of 21-10-4, and a save percentage of 908, and a goals against average of 2.69. But the overall factor that I'm sure everyone is considering that Vitek Vanacek did not play well in both playoff uh, years for the Washington Capitals. So I'm sure a lot of people are using that against him. But like I said, I'm not really too worried about Vitek Vanacek in a hypothetical playoff scenario. I did talk about it in a silly season episode that I did about a month ago. But the, the reason why I'm not worried about that right now is because the Devils aren't at that point right now. Right now, we're just trying to focus on getting more wins than we did last year. And I feel as though, given the state of how the Metro is currently, especially with some of the teams getting older, especially with the Columbus Blue Jackets being the youngest team in the NHL now, and how the Philadelphia Flyers are basically just a complete train wreck, it does give a decent opportunity for New Jersey Devils to, you know, maybe sneak into the wild card but I'm not going to uh, focus on that too much until the season starts to progress a little bit more because I don't want to jump the gun on anything. I certainly don't want to plant a incorrect seed in anyone's minds and just say like, you know, the New Jersey Devils are a playoff team. I always say the ceiling is wild card. That's the ceiling. And if we're able to excel over that more power to us, but the thing I want to see from VTech Vanacek is that I want him to be somewhat of a capable starter in the league for New Jersey Devils. I want him to prove everyone wrong as to why, you know, he should be given more respect and more recognition because I just read the stats. He appeared in about half the games for the Washington Capitals and the Washington Capitals were a playoff team. And the fact that and the fact that, you know, uh, Washington is better than the New Jersey Devils just because they're a team full of veterans. They won the Stanley Cup just a few years ago. So I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, like, his numbers are going to get worse. They're not going to get better. I'm on the teeter-totter a little bit in that regards. I'm like, yeah, they could get better. They could get worse. But that's the case for a lot of players. I don't know what the case is going to be. I'm not psychic. But the one thing I could say is that I think Vitek Vancheck is definitely going to be a solid option for New Jersey Devils. Now, the question is, should he be the starter and should Mackenzie Blackwood be the backup? I'm going to say no, because I don't want to jump Vitek Vancheck into any uncomfortable positions right away. Maybe you look at year two and if Mackenzie Blackwood isn't back or if Mackenzie Blackwood isn't dealt away in a trade, then definitely look at it in a Vitek Vancheck's second year with the New Jersey Devils. But for right now, I would just say just crawl before we walk and just see who fits in better. So I feel as though Mackenzie Blackwood is still going to be the starter for the New Jersey Devils, and I haven't lost hope in him. But for Vitek Vanacek, it's just like, you know, like I said, he's still young himself. He doesn't really act as a mentor towards Mackenzie Blackwood. He does have more playoff experience than Mackenzie Blackwood. But my overall mindset is simply this, which is I really don't want to rush another goalie into an uncomfortable position because we've already had to deal with that a lot last year. So that's my only thing towards the New Jersey Devils and their overall plan. Tom Fitzgerald said he is perfectly uh, content with Vitek Vancheck and Mackenzie Blackwood being the New Jersey Devils' top two goalies coming into this year. So I knew a deal was going to get done. So next one to fall is probably Jesper Bratt and see if we can get an extension worked with him. I believe we can because arbitration uh, hearings aren't for like another week or two. So I feel as though a, a, an offer is definitely going to uh, be presented to Jesper Bratt once again. I'm sure we're going to get something worked out. So in the last episode, I expect for him to get maybe somewhere in the $6 million range, somewhere in that ballpark. So hopefully uh, a deal is worked out in that regards. And then 
uh, Tyce Thompson, it, it's going to be uh, straightforward, which is uh, he, he played in Utica. He was hurt most of the year. So I don't think that's going to play that much of a factor. But VTech Manichek, uh, now we got our backup goalie solidified. So hopefully uh, the New Jersey Devils are able to capitalize on it. Now, before we continue with today's silly season discussion, I want to bring you guys the first live read th this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift for your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puff treatment. That's right. Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar's flavors you love in delicious, chewy, marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But don't stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are here for a limited time. So go to Built.com to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are covered with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Bar is that, is that they, of course, uh, taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. So it's a perfect treat, whether you're craving something delicious, sweet. Built Bars are definitely the perfect substitution. So delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallows. Stop fantasizing and get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Bars right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Okay. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, I did not anticipate to be doing a silly season episode this late into free agency. But lo and behold, the story is getting juicy out in Calgary. First, Johnny Goodrow announced that he was not going to re-sign with the team. Then he's narrowed his decision down to the New York Islanders and the New Jersey Devils because the Flyers couldn't offer him anything. And then, according to reports, he was trying to work out a deal with the New Jersey Devils, but the Columbus Blue Jackets just swooped in at the last second and offered them a contract, and Johnny Goodrow was like, I want to go there. But now, Matthew Kachuk might be on his way out of Calgary as well. The guy who put up 104 points, the guy who was the running mate of Johnny Hockey because Johnny Hockey put up big numbers himself, and Matthew Kachuk did the same thing. So is it time for the New Jersey Devils to pursue after someone like Matthew Kachuk? Now, before I discuss like the overall circumstance and trade scenarios that I see best fit for this kind of deal – let me get let me give you some background information. I got this information courtesy of sportsnet.ca. So here's the thing. The Flames took the first step in protecting themselves from the possibility of Kachuk doing what has seemed like the obvious move all season long. Uh, he'd avoid filling that arbitration and sign his nine million qualifying offer by Friday's deadline. So the Calgary Flames released this on their Twitter page. They said the Flames have filed for club elected salary arbitration with Matthew Kachuk. This provides us the opportunity to continue to work with his representatives towards a contractual resolution while removing the possibility of an offer sheet. So the Flames are just trying to protect themselves. They've learned their lesson from Johnny Goodrow because they don't want the possibility of Matthew Kachuk going to unrestricted free agency next year and then leaving for essentially nothing. So this was a smart business move for them. However, it, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering what's going to happen. What, what does this mean? Potential trade partners would want the ability to extend Kachuk for a full eight years, which wouldn't be possible if he signed his qualifying offer. Arbitration hearings don't begin until July 27th and run through August 11th. But if Kachuk goes through that process, he can't negotiate an extension until January 1st, 2023. 
So it seems more likely that a trade is going to happen. Long story short. And I'm sure a lot of people are just like wondering, like, wait, 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 what can, can you sum that up a little bit? Remember, arbitrations are a huge headache that nobody wants to deal with, that nobody wants to go through. But the Calgary Flames had to do that because, like I said, due to the qualifying offer for Matthew Kachuk, and they don't want the possibility of Matthew Kachuk going to unrestricted free agency next year, and then he walk away for essentially nothing. So it does raise a question. Could the New Jersey Devils pursue after him? Because uh, according to Mark uh, Sheik, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, Eric Francis today on 101 ESPN in St. Louis said that he expects a possible Matthew Kachuk trade to be wrapped up within the week. He said it is clear to him the two parties are going their separate ways. Wow. So I asked my buddies at Pucks and Pitchforks, is it possible that the New Jersey Devils can get uh, Matthew Kachuk, given that they've already, you know, signed their free agents for the most part. And I'm sure they're looking to do another deal. They said right now, 12 teams have at least $9 million in cap space, according to Cap Friendly. One in the Calgary Flames, three of which are actively trying to tear it down. I'd say the realistic competition for Kachuk comes down to five or six teams. So, yes, but barely on the New Jersey Devils end. So we're going to have to get somewhat creative if we do want to get Matthew Kachuk. Now, here's my advice for Tom Fitzgerald, because, you know, we do have enough money to try to make it work. We would have to be somewhat flexible. We would have to be somewhat unique as to how we go forward with it. And I'm sure a lot of you are probably wondering, wait, wait a minute. Didn't the New Jersey Devils try to trade the second overall pick for Matthew Kachuk in the first place? Well, remember what Ryan from NJ.com said when he appeared on the show. Most of the trade discussions for a second overall pick were just tire kickers. As in, it was just to get a feeler out there, see if maybe a team was feeling this, feeling that, but nothing really pursued further than that. So I would just say, you know, I don't think the New Jersey Devils like officially offered a trade. I think they just made a phone call to Calgary and was just like, look, we have the second overall pick. Would you be interested in uh, taking it and give us Matthew Kachuk, something like that? But I don't think those trade talks were ever seriously considered because I think the Calgary Flames were still trying to focus on how do we get Matthew Kachuk back? How do we uh, step forward in this overall mess? And so far, it's not looking good for uh, Matthew Kachuk's situation for the Calgary Flames. So it looks like that Matthew Kachuk, uh, according to that tweet, will might be out of Calgary in about a week. So it does raise a question, should the New Jersey Devils pursue him? Now, I don't want to jump the gun on anything. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I'm not going to do what I did with Johnny Goodrow and basically say that Matthew Kachuk is on the way, even though he and Tom Fitzgerald are family. I believe uh, Matthew Kachuk is Tom Fitzgerald's cousin, in, in a sense, or, or something like that. Um, I'll have to look that up to uh, confirm it. But nonetheless, I know for a fact that they are related. So I'm sure that Tom Fitzgerald would love to have Matthew Kachuk have his family member join the Devils organization. However, it's not going to be easy, and I'm going to be somewhat optimistically cautious about it because this is silly season, and I love you know coming up with silly season uh, discussions and trade scenarios, free agent signings, whatever the case might be. But my thing is, like, we've been anxious before with Johnny Goodrow. I don't think it's going to be the same for Matthew Kachuk because it's not going to be easy. 
Because the difference between Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Goodrow is that Johnny Goodrow was an unrestricted free agent, which meant that he could sign anywhere and the New Jersey Devils don't have to give anything up other than some salary cap space, which I'm sure they were willing to do. But for Matthew Kachuk, we're going to have to give up a few players. We're going to have to maybe get a third team involved so that way we could get, like I said, a little more unique with how we try to expand our money just a little bit more. So some players that come to mind that I think would hypothetically be involved are Jesper Bratt, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Damon Severson. Those are the three players that I think would be somewhat of a factor in trying to get Matthew Kachuk and get him from Calgary. I think those are the three players that would be on the table for Tom Fitzgerald basically saying like, look, I got these three players. Let's try to work something out. So, and, and also I've said this um, in a previous episode before too. I said the devils, they own their first round draft pick next year. So you can use that as a factor. They obviously have one of the top prospect pools in the entire NHL. So that can also play a factor. So my thing is, is like the Devils have the assets, but do we use it to get someone like Matthew Kachuk? Because, you know, this is going to be a commitment because I'm sure the Devils want to make sure that Matthew Kachuk is going to sign long term with the team. And this arbitration thing just makes it even that much more of a headache. So I don't I don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Kachuk in the next week or two. That's why I decided to get on this episode early. But my overall thing is this. I think the New Jersey Devils should be somewhat intrigued with Matthew Kachuk and rightfully so because, you know, the man put up very good numbers for the Calgary Flames and he's definitely heading in the right direction and he's still relatively young. He's only 24 years of age and yet he already has solidified himself as an NHL all-star and he can only go up from here. But my overall thing is this, like don't get too greedy, don't get too uh, trigger happy, Don't try to blow everything up for this one player, if that makes sense. Because I want us to be somewhat cautiously smart about this. Because I would love to have Matthew Kachuk on the roster, but if it's for the right assets. If we have to give up Jesper Bratt, a guy who only really had one good big season for us, but someone who has a lot of potential, I'm a little hesitant about that just because would we be hurting ourselves long-term here? I don't know, but... I. I think Matthew Kachuk definitely deserves um, a look at, or, you know, if it involves Damon Severson, if it involves Mackenzie Blackwood, by all means, you know, trade them away. But Jesper Bram, I'm a little concerned with, because I think he's heading in that direction of maybe someday becoming an NHL all-star. And that's where I sort of have my concerns. I just don't want the devils to completely like shoot themselves in the foot. I'm not saying that Jesper Bratt is on the same level of Matthew Kachuk. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, like, you know, I just don't want us to hurt our process and our growth for one player, if that makes sense. So that's my overall concern, and that's where it lies with the New Jersey Devils and how we pursue this. But Matthew Kachuk would be a great addition for New Jersey Devils. And the the fact of the matter is is that he's an NHL All-Star. He put up 100-plus points uh, this past season while playing with Calgary. And he is definitely a winger, and he is a top six option that I think I would love to have on the team. That no ands, ifs, or buts about it. But let's be smart about this. Let's not get greedy, and let's just see how this goes and this develops. So I'm just saying this, guys. The New Jersey Devils have a legitimate chance because they are one of the few teams that can offer the asking price for Matthew Kachuk. And, you know, we have just enough money to make it work. We're obviously going to have to get creative with it, 
but it could hypothetically work. But I'm not saying it's likely. I don't think the New Jersey Devils are really going to be serious contenders for Matthew Kachuk because I don't think they're going to, you know, try to go all in for this particular player just because, like, you know, there's just a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of unanswered questions. And I just don't know. And it seems like Matthew Kachuk really has his eyes set on St. Louis. I think he wants to get back into the States, but, you know, we, we already saw what happened with Johnny Goodrow. Johnny Goodrow said he wanted to go home, ended up going to Columbus, albeit that is closer than Calgary, but just putting that out there. So if Matthew Kachuk wants to go to St. Louis, definitely something to, to take into consideration. But I would love to have Matthew Kachuk, and if we are able to make it work, I'll definitely be smiling from ear to ear. Uh, it would be sad to see someone like Jesper Bratt go. He, I wouldn't say he's, like, bona fide – a piece to be a part of that hypothetical deal. I'm just saying he would definitely be brought up because uh, Jack Hughes is our, our, is our franchise player and Nico Heischer is our captain. So between the baby big three, I'm sorry, but Brat is unfortunately going to have to be the odd man out in this sort of sense because Jack Hughes, franchise piece, Nico Heischer, captain. That's just how it works. But Matt, but Matthew Kachuk, man, that would be, that would be something. And I, and I would definitely be looking forward to that. And, also, um, maybe Mackenzie Blackwood, Damon Severson. And by the way, we'll talk about Damon Severson and his overall situation with New Jersey Devils in a future episode. But let me know what you guys think. Should the New Jersey Devils pursue after Matthew Kachuk? Because we have the cap space to do it. I have to get creative with it. We have the assets. We have the players. Is it time to make that big deal like I was hoping for during the course of free agency? Let me know what you guys think. Leave a comment down below. And if you're listening on a podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal Twitter page at TreyMad4 and the show's Twitter page at Locked On Devils. As for today's episode, that's all the time I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.